0: Welcome to episode 999 of the Sleeper and the Bust. It is Tuesday, December or January 11th. I'm your host, Falls Four. Joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, that's an indication of how quickly things are going. That I kind of can't believe that we're already in yeah. basically mid-January. How
1: you doing? Um, I'm tired, but doing pretty well today. All things considered. Do you see that news on the CBA?
0: Yeah, that they're having a uh, an agreement or a, a planning session tomorrow or yeah, in baby. a couple days. Yeah, I'm, listen, it's something, right? Yeah. And so we'll, we'll grab hold of it. There was a passing tweet talking about you know they're they're looking to really make some movement. So we'll see. You know, I'm I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna get my hopes too high, but I'm excited. I'm glad.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad there's movement. That's all. Me too. It's uh, that's encouraging because I, I really thought they were gonna wait till like the week before pitchers and catchers report. Um, so no, the fact not. that they're even willing to meet in January is uh, a pretty good feeling, and uh, I'm yeah, I'm excited.
0: They really have to understand how stupid it would be to lose any games, even a spring training game. Yeah. I really, really hope they understand just how bad that would be yep. but anyway we're gonna play a little game today we're gonna play uh some steamer shopping looking at the steamer projections two guys one you know two, two guys at each position here uh, uh around the diamond for hitting positions and i'm gonna uh, kind of mix it up you know sometimes i'm gonna give you the name sometimes i'm gonna give you the projections and we're just gonna see if it changes anything as far as your outlooks on these guys, because I know sometimes when I see the projections, I'm like, well, dang, maybe I need to give this player a second consideration, or I'm too high on this guy. You know, I've never been somebody who just blindly follows a projection. Mm-hmm. It's it's a single number. I I appreciate the work that goes into them. I like to look at them, um, but I'm never like, okay, well, this projection says this. I'm one thousand percent changing. But I've been known, you know, to look at them look deeper and say, you know what? Maybe this does facilitate a change. So let's do that. Let's start behind the dish. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one thing I should do as well, so I don't have to ask you every time, but I'll ask you right away because these guys pretty close. But um, what do you have higher at catcher between Kybert Ruiz and Alejandro Kirk?
1: Uh, I believe I have Ruiz higher. I do.
0: You do. I got it pulled mm-hmm. up here. So you got Ruiz at 10.
1: And I. Kirk at 16. And actually, that's dropped a little bit. So I have Kirk at 18. Have I
0: got a surprise for you?
1: Yeah. They...
0: What if I told you? Keeper <laughs> Ruiz. It's projected for 270, 16, 55, 45, and one chip in steel versus Kirk's 283, a 13 point advantage, 14 homer you know two two homer disadvantage 47 ribby 45 run two steal seasons so little disadvantage there in uh, the ribbies 55 47 but that big uh, batting average advantage really brings him close and the two of them end up uh very close in the overall projection there does that does that move you at all
1: not really um you know like you said, I, I like looking at projections, but I don't necessarily take them to heart, especially this early. Uh, they they project Kirk for 334 plate appearances. Uh, I have a hard time finding that. Um, and they also project Ruiz for 387, and I think he's one of the guys that will benefit from a DH coming the National League and could find himself well over 400. Uh, and they can't account for that yet. So... Uh, I think there are some, some flaws there. I like Kirk a lot, and if they trade Danny Jansen or Reese McGuire or they say that he's going to get, you know, regular yeah. plate appearances somewhere, then I, mean, well, I would well. bust him up. But uh, I just I can't do that until I have a better idea of where he's going to play more than 200, 250 plate appearances.
0: Boy, I'd really be surprised if he, if they limited him that much, uh, based on you know the bat that we've seen in his limited sixty nine game sample that has been very nice two fifty nine three thirty six four forty five for uh, for Kirk's career. I have them eight nine Ruiz eight Kirk nine already. Um, so I guess I, I guess I'm in on Kirk. I, I should say. And I don't know, I feel like he can DH and, and catch. I, I feel like the playing time will be there for somebody who's, you know, at least in the opportunity he's been given, shown that he can hit. I don't know. I I, I understand this one. I, I like both guys. It, it doesn't push me off of Ruiz. It just makes me feel uh, better about my about my Kirk ranking. to be honest like and I, I didn't pick this one because it matched this well I actually didn't look up my own ranking before this but I have them eight nine and so does the projection So uh, I'm in lockstep here, but I, I think it's more that I, I really do like Kirk I like Ruiz quite a bit uh, a high contact catcher is not an easy find uh, And we got two of them right here. So the, the comp is obvious to me And uh, I think they will turn out rather comparable and the reason that I highlighted them though is you got Ruiz uh, around an ADP of 142, and Kirk about 100 picks cheaper at 239.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I prefer Kirk based on the ADP. Um, so, for you know, just talking about all things being equal, I'd rather I'd rather take the cheaper catcher. I just, I and I know it's the team isn't quite as loaded as it was when it had Simeon at, Simeon uh, Simeon on it last year, but like it still has four outfielders that they're going to want to play. And so that means someone's got a DH uh, out of that grouping. They're going to give Ladd some days off at DH. Um, So I I just, I have a hard time seeing him as like a full-time or even close to a full-time player at this point. Uh, I hope I'm wrong.
0: Well yeah, I mean he's a catcher, he doesn't have to be a full time player. I, I think the put the, the appearances two, they give him.
1: Yeah, they've they've got two other catchers on the roster. It, I mean, the problem is like there were a lot of people feeling this way coming into last year and then we got was, hurt. didn't even make the team.
0: We got hurt too.
1: Yeah. But so um Are they yeah, that, gonna want to carry three catchers on the roster? Was like,
0: anybody out down the stretch when Kirk was playing?
1: Um
0: hmm.
1: I, I don't remember on that uh, I mean Springer was in and out No 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 uh, among
0: the catchers were, were all three of them I honestly can't remember So yeah I, I I don't know I mean I guess what we could do real quick here Is look at September Yes Reese McGuire was out of the lineup Okay so that, that obviously helped um, As far as Clearing the path there I, I don't know I just uh, Why wouldn't they play somebody Who can hit this well I think they should. I know McGuire's better behind the dish, but he's a dreadful hitter.
1: I think it'd be really easy for them to move uh, either McGuire, coming off of a up season, you know, where he hit two fifty three, and is is an ace behind the plate, um, or Danny Jansen, who's you know coming off of kind of a rebound. Uh, I hope they move one of them and allow Kirk to catch and then DH when he's not catching, but until the log jam's moved out I just can't I can't come up close to where you're at
0: yeah I, I think you're overrating how many plate appearances you need to be a good catcher I mean if, if this I mean, 334 hard. this 334 projection puts them at nine in the projection I think it's already kind of telling you like while your concerns may be valid in terms of those put like 300 plate appearances at catcher can be can be enough to to make the impact so um that's why i'm not too worried it, like that because of the barren landscape of catcher mm-hmm. the threshold just isn't that high like uh let's
1: let's see. Are, are you doing for this through like the auction calculator yeah auction calculator steamer all right i'm gonna i'm gonna just go over and take a look and see the other guys that are uh uh that sh- that i ha- would have ranked above him but it's yeah. See, I mean.
0: Yeah, the guys that you really have ranked ahead of them, and they're so dreadful at batting average that I, I just, I, I think I would rather have a Kirk over, uh, like Gary Sanchez, Vasquez, Sean Murphy, and I like Sean Murphy. Actually, I might have Murphy higher. To be honest, I'm, pre- I'm pretty keen yeah, on him. Yeah, and
1: uh Stevenson, oh, I Mitch Garver. Uh, I'm, I'm in on
0: Stevenson. I'm not taking Yachty over Kirk. No shot. Um, no shot. Why would I take the guy who's like 40 years older that i could definitely uh, I'm, I'm move, hoping him to do the same I, thing? I
1: think you've got me moving Kirk up a little. Uh, the question is how far. I don't know that I can get him over. I can probably get him over Joey Bart and Garver. I think that gets him up into... I think he's got to be above Hadley, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I can't do that. I'd rather have Adley. And I'm higher. I'm, I I know I'm higher. Be, just because of the upside alone plus replacement value. There is no replacement value. value. That's a good point. It's negative. Um, that, and that, that a top needs to be 10 factored catcher in. for me. Like,
0: That needs to be factored in, though, because that hurts you while you wait for Adley, which, whatever you fair. get.
1: Hmm. Um, hmm. I
0: like Adley, but you know how I feel about rookie catchers, man. They're yeah, so that's spanned. how I usually
1: feel, too. But I think he's... But he, he's, he's still different.
0: He's got it. Yeah, he's posy. He's mauer. He he's got to be. He seems to be on that level. So I, I understand that. Okay, I, I don't want to get too crazy here, um, or else we will not get out uh, in the time that we have to. But I just thought I moved him up. I moved him up to ten. Okay. Oh, hey, I, I'll take that. That's a, that's a big jump from where you're at. And some of the guys that you had were the mm-hmm. ones that I would have really argued uh, for. It. And I I like you know Stassi and Murphy. Actually, two guys that you have right next to each other that I do as well. I think I have them at the same ranking. You do 10 and 11, but um, – I moved with, Stassi down a little bit, but
1: – With their like average
0: it. deficiencies and Stassi's uh, health profile, that's why I like somebody like Kirk, even though he might only get 330-point appearances as you outline. Yeah. So, all right, some agreement there, and, uh, yeah, I was I was intrigued by that one. Now, the next one here – let me see how I want to do this one. I do not agree with this one as far as my ranking – I have the other guy higher. I'm seeing right now. Okay, you have a split between these two, so we'll see again if if anything mm-hmm. pulls you here. I will. I will give you the names again and tell you that. Would you be surprised to learn that Jared Walsh checks in above Jose Abreu? I would. That's uh... right, right on top of him. Fifteen dollars seventy cents to fourteen sixty. They are the six and seven ranked.
1: Wow. But with
0: a one fifteen to sixty seven adp split i thought it was worth highlighting for walsh they've got a 260 33 98 86 three season i, I shouldn't be citing the steals with the catcher and the and the first baseman. i'm doing it just for the sake of completion um so that every line number i say is the same it's average homers ribbies runs steals just for everyone's clarification even though nobody cares about mm-hmm. the uh, the, the three steals from Jared Walsh. Now, a Abreu's season is projected to be very close, but it's that ADP difference. He's projected for 258, 32, 98, 86, and 1. The only differences are two points of average, a homer, and two steals. So it's not that they're markedly different in terms of talent. It's that the projection has them equal, essentially, and yet there's a 60-pick difference.
1: Yeah, there definitely shouldn't be a 60-pick difference. Um, I gotta, I gotta see where I've got Walsh in my, uh, looking at the wrong document. Um, Your older one, um. I have him 10 and I have a Brayu 6. Yeah, Um, so you have
0: a pretty big split there. I have them right next to each other, but I do have a Brayu higher. I have a Brayu 8 and Walsh 9.
1: Yeah, I don't really see a huge difference between my 6 through 10. I think that's a a tier, and you could probably maybe even be 6 through 13 or 14. Um, Should you favor...
0: I I, I hear you on that, by the way. You've got Alonzo, Abreu, Mountcastle, Cronenworth, Crone, Walsh, a group I really like and have pretty
1: similarly. Um, I'm I'm almost always going to end up with Walsh more often than Abreu. But I, I hear you, and
0: I am too, and so should we... Should we not rank walshire then? The, the, I mean, I think it's just kind of- As an uh, indicator of like, don't take Abreu at his price because they're the same.
1: I mean, I think that's fair. You, you know, I wouldn't quibble with that. It goes back to that
0: overarching, you know, rankings discussion we've been having now for multiple years about, you know, draft order versus finish prediction or or, you know, how much
1: ADP impacts everything too. Well, and for what me. I'm going to do, I think, is what I, is I'm going to I'm going to spend part of my weekend this weekend, uh, doing notes for all or for as many players as I can from all yeah. for my ranks. And, my and note rankings are coming
0: out with my second uh, run, so they'll yeah, be on. Well, too. mine'll only be
1: available for the uh, on the Patreon. Um, ah, okay. So uh, and then I'll tear it off and I'll kind of say like, hey, this tier is all the same. Like yep. the difference between Jose Abreu and Joey Votto or Reese Hoskins, um, who are going, you know, one one sixty ish, isn't big enough to draft Jose Abreu in the top eighty. Like it's just, I, I'd much rather end up with a a, a, a Walsh or Kron, mm-hmm. um, a avado or Hoskins uh, than spend that huge draft capital on Jose Abreu so like I I'm likely never gonna end up with him
0: yeah and it's like I'm torn here too because I like Abreu and I, I I'm i not advocating like to uh, I'm not fully saying don't draft him he's mm-hmm. not good it's more of like I mean he's 35 so the risk is higher uh maybe not compared to Avato, but you know um all the other names you mentioned there are younger by an appreciable amount, you know, multiple years, sometimes five, six, seven years. In the case of uh, what Mount Castle, you got to be 20 mm-hmm. something, right? So, that's why I'm wondering though, should I push a break down though, just to indicate like I'm not drafting him? I don't know that you guys, should. I do have Mount Castle and Walsh. Uh, oh, I had a break you at eight, Walsh at nine, I'm moving Walsh ahead of him. I wonder if I should move other guys. I don't know. I'm torn here. I agree that it's a similar tier, though, and I think the notes will indicate that. You better believe that my note on Abreu will also say something to the effect of, he's good, he's a steady Eddie, yeah, and, but, and, and but is the price is. worth it? Like, do you, do you get enough comfort from him? Is he steady enough? Is he bankable enough for Abreu that it's worth the 70th pick? I think versus... you have to
1: balance him being 35 versus him being one of the most steady players at the position that we've seen in a while like correct i mean he has just put up 30 home runs and a good average pretty much every year it's interesting that they have that steamer has him for 258 when he's never hit below 261 261 was last year it's just worth betting average of his career and they have him for less than that um, i
0: i feel you on that the only thing i will give them i will kind of be fine with that is that he's 35 and they're so they're aging probably a little bit
1: harder that's that's fair but it just seems a little weird when you see a guy is a career 290 hitter um that's never hit below 260 and they've got him in 258 but
0: yeah no i i I feel you on that and we we have seen a handful of steamer projections this year that you and i have scratched our head at because of the way it may, mm-hmm. works against the rest of their career. In this case, I think they're just saying he is who he was last year with a little bit of extra.
1: That's fair. Yeah, because he has t- a... a
0: sprinkle of age regression on there too. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, moving over to second base here. Now this one's interesting because I already know how you feel about one of these guys. You do not like him, and we had a lengthy <laughs> conversation on it. So I will I will frame it a little bit differently than the other two here. Now tell me. Good, good sir. Mm-hmm. Would you rather pay the 113th pick for 269, 16, 77, 78, and six? Or the 152nd pick? I
1: don't want 28- David Rogers. <laughs> for
0: 281, 21, 70, 78, and two. That's Cronenworth
1: versus Rogers. I, I I don't want Red and Rogers. <laughs> how, how I knew where this nothing? was going because there's, there's like cause nobody at second base that I really dislike that much. How does nothing move you? Nothing moves
0: me. That's insane. Nothing it's ser- it, that it's so insane how out you are on him. He's twenty-five in the best hitting environment in the universe, and you're like, oh, I don't know, dude. He's not that good. <laughs> I'd rather take Jake Cronenworth, who I am obsessed with, by the way. You got you got me out here shitting on Cronenworth. Yeah, man. I don't I don't know. That's how much I'm you got me. I'm gonna send him an up. email. Uh, I know. I, I feel like my my Cronenworth shirt's gonna have to come get uh, confiscated from me. You know, and you can't even go positional flexibility there because it's it's three positions to two. Like he. Rodgers even has the two positions. Yeah. What, Cronenworth
1: will, adds first base. I will say uh, that I think he Cronenworth hits for a better average than what do they have in project two sixty nine.
0: They have two sixty nine. I think uh, his I think
1: xba was, was two eighty last year. He had a two eighty three babip. He deserved um, better there. I, yeah. I I would agree with that. I, I think he, you know, considering, uh, you know, his his zone contact this last year was ninety four percent. You know that puts him up. Uh, amongst some of the best in the league, I think Cronenworth. Um, I'm not gonna say like he takes a huge step forward or anything like that, but I think he. I think if he did, it would be average. Though. Yeah, yeah. I I, agree I th- with you. Like I think he's a legit um, candidate to hit 300. I, I uh, think that's fair. I think so, Rogers
0: is too, though.
1: Yeah, I just feel a lot year. more comfortable with with Cronenworth. Um, not to say that I probably I, I should be higher on Rogers. I absolutely should um and oh god i can't believe i'm gonna do this i will move him up yeah um just because where i have him right now i have him behind guys who aren't even guaranteed jobs uh um, okay yeah that would be that, too tough to justify um you know like i love abraham toro but i could see abraham toro getting squeezed out as seattle continues to get better um you know andres jimenez was andres jimenez last year true um, I'm going to put him... He's not moving up a lot. That's fine. Um, I'll, t-
0: I'll take my little
1: crumb. But I'll move him up five spots. I'll put him at 25. Uh, you heard that, folks. He had him at 30. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: did. Absolute insane. But right his injury
1: history um, in Rocky's syndrome uh, keeps me from it's really his injury history like i think at this point he's he's finally yeah. old enough where the rockies <laughs> are like hey at
0: 25 yeah he's,
1: we he's, lost some of the best years already it's time to time to give I mean, it a go
0: he's a number three overall pick for them i i don't know like we love i yeah it's one a of our meme prime and everything but at this point clown on them but there's no universe where he doesn't play in a prominent role every day that his body allows for brendan
1: rogers absolutely and i, I do think he could be croninworth-esque um much later it's it's really i i just feel uncomfortable with what i feel like he can play in terms of staying healthy i think what i
0: I like though because i understand some of that discomfort but what i like so much is that um it's not it's not expensive you can make him your mi
1: yeah, I think it depends. Um, cuz where you said he's going off like 150 or 160 something.
0: Yeah, like 160
1: on average.
0: So I feel yeah. like I can make him my
1: MI by then cuz I've already I've already tapped the the shortstop pool at least once. And he's kind of going in the dead area too. Like there's a there's a clear like drop off tier. I mean, I prefer Chris Taylor uh, still. Oh, by the um, way,
0: let's throw him in here cuz I don't I didn't put him anywhere. Are you familiar with his projection? And I again, not. full Full caveat. We said at the outset, neither of us is like a thousand percent projection driven, or we're never going to take like one projection and just be like, that's the number. But he checked out uh, a good bit below both of those guys. He's 24th ranked at second base with a $1.80 projection that reads 244. And that's the big hit, by the way, is the average 244, 18, 71, 69, and nine. First off, I'm surprised that that nets
1: so little. Yeah, I mean, considering he hasn't had a batting average that low since 2016, um, that seems a bit weird. I know he struggled in the second half. But he strikes out a lot, though. Yeah, he's going to play every day. Like, I'm not worried about his playing time. Well, that's
0: 604 plate appearances, so they're not okay. either. They're, they're just concerned, I guess, about the average really holding chris taylor back it surprised me i tried i was trying to include him in one of these but he was so low that i i just i knew i wasn't going to sway you on like taylor versus scope like neither of us are we're, we're taking taylor right yeah yeah I, yeah I, so, I have taylor is
1: my i think 13th second base player. i like taylor a lot i'm actually kind maybe, of surprised by this one yeah maybe i need to drop him a little bit but i mean triple eligible infield outfield
0: yeah uh, i'm not
1: i'm not dropping yeah those. i just uh, he was the 11th guy at second base last year
0: and he hit for 10 more points of average, two more homers, two more ribbies, four more steals, a ton more runs. But also that's my another one of my beefs with this is why is he only scoring 69 runs when he scored 92 this past year? Like if if they're giving him 604 plate appearances, <clears throat> excuse me, which is
1: actually more than last year, why is his runs going down? Why is his runs going down 20? Because I mean the majority of his games were fifth sixth and seventh in the batting order and and he scored 92 runs oh oh he scored that's that's what i'm saying like he scored 92 this
0: past year if he plays again this year even if he stays five six seven
1: which i don't think he will i mean with muncie likely not gonna not gonna be there and for a lot of time yeah um i i I I have this feeling that Muncie's not going to even play this year. Like there uh, you go. So that yeah, uh, yeah, even stronger than Corey Seager gone. Like there's no reason that he's not hitting much higher up in the lineup. I I tend to well,
0: Mookie Turner Taylor,
1: or Mookie Turner Turner. Mookie Turner. Turner. Will Smith. I guess he's hitting fifth.
0: Yeah, because if you take out Muncy, which we still have penciled in, and then he could be bumped down again if Bellinger pops back off. Mm-hmm. But again, it doesn't matter. He scored 92. Bellinger's not going
1: to pop back off. I'm um, so still worried about him.
0: Well, I learned my lesson. <laughs> I, I aggressively went against him in the playoffs against I, Nick I, in that combo, and all he did was dominate from that. I, I
1: saw this last night when I was recording a podcast with uh, Dave McDonald uh, Friends of, for Friends of Fantasy Benefits. Um he hit 385 in the playoffs, but his BABIP was 500. Yeah, no, I I, I did know that. I,
0: you know, I, I had that sort of stuff equipped, but I was so comically wrong in that combo that I I couldn't even try to win on the fringes. Yeah, I just took the L
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I was. For those that don't know, it Arizona Fall League. Like when he hit that single, was it like the game winner, or game tie, and the game tie? Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, this could get him loose. And I was like, that ain't going to get shit loose. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? It's a lame single. And, like, I just went that's in. That's all he continued garbage.
1: to do, like, the entire the time. Thing, can, like, it was... uh,
0: outside of the Luke Jackson Homer, it was a lot of, like, bass hits in that high babbit that you're talking about. But, yeah, like, I just went in and I, you know, I was my whole super animated thing while Nick's like, I don't know. And I'm like, ah, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, doing my Costanza freak out. And uh, and yeah. Nick's like cowering. You know? Yeah, he's just like, "Would you settle down?" I'm in an abusive relationship with this guy, and so we had this whole big thing. And then from that point forward, he was just great. So not only did I get owned by Nick, which is fine to get owned by him on a on a on a debate, I've taken else to him many a time, but on a hitter, yeah, I'm losing, that, I'm that, losing that, to that Nick is... on a hitter debate. Yeah. Oh man, that that that's a tough one. That's a tough one for the old um, for the old ego to take <laughs> Nick himself that he didn't even he wasn't even sure he was talking about a hitter until midway through the. Yeah, yeah. but he was still correct. Um, and I was wrong. He All right. Was next calling one. Him Clay. What's that? He was calling him Clay. I, yeah, he's like Clay Bellinger. I was like, that's his dad. He's like, whatever. He was he was still right. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I was totally embarrassed. Hats off to Nick. But I did get Sandy out of it. The pink flamingo that's in the background of my of my Twitch streams for anybody that's ever seen that. All right. Next one at shortstop. Now this is like a bounce back versus a, a, a buy high here. Mm-hmm. So it's really just a matter of how much you're bounce You're buying the bounce back on this guy. And I'm going to look at your rankings here to see that you're not really. So I wonder if, if you'll be swayed at all here by the projections buying back on it. This is a projection of Glaber Torres mm-hmm. versus Jorge Polanco. Okay. For Polanco, 267, 24, 83, 85, 11. For Gleyber Torres, virtually the exact same thing, 269, so plus two. 23 homers, minus one. 83 runs, or 83 ribbies, the same. 81 runs, minus four. 14 steals, plus three. So the same projection, damn near, um... Seventy picks later, Polanco at eighty on the buy high because he was great and double eligible,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or Torres at one fifty three, single eligible on a bounce back. Your your rankings say Polanco by a mile. You have yes. uh, the one I see on ten at ten versus twenty one. You might have shifted those a little, but it's it's a big gap. Does the close projection
1: uh, sway you at all? Um, let's see. I have Polanco at nine. Um and Torres, I don't even twenty two. Oh no. Um, it does it does not sway me at all. Uh, I I think that Torres. Um, I think he kind of I, I think he'll be better than last year, but I, I don't know that I buy twenty three home runs. I think it was obvious in 2019, 2018, he he benefited from the rabbit ball. Uh, he's been pretty. Was there ast- a rabbit ball in twenty eighteen though? I think there was, wasn't there?
0: I thought it was just twenty nineteen that it went crazy. I
1: think
0: so. And that's when he hit thirty eight. You know, and and like uh, thirty one of them were mm-hmm. against Baltimore. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was insane. Um, like I get that, but is he a one oh seven ISO?
1: I don't know that he's a one oh seven, but I also don't think he's anywhere close to two hundred. Like I think he's probably.
0: In, in fairness, this is a 177 that gets him back to 23 homers.
1: Yeah,
0: it'd be a playing time like the, 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 This is kind of a volume projection for him, and at 632 plate appearances that they have for Gleyber Torres. <sighs>
1: I'm interested. I, it's interesting to see them keep the 14 stolen bases. The 14 stolen bases kind of came out of nowhere, right? It seemed
0: like a response to the fact that he wasn't doing it. Like he's like, I want to contribute somehow, and, definitely and so he started move running him up. Um, That's just another pin, another like checkmark on the side of uh, the yeah. the difficulty
1: of stolen bases and how much. They are uh, driven by the player's desire. Yeah, because I do. I mean, you look at the second half numbers, um, and that's when you start to go. I mean, the power's whatever. Like, I, I mean, he hit six home runs in the second half, but he also hit 289. Um, now, the question was was that Babip influenced, or was that he actually started to make more contact? So, we're going to take a quick look. 83% zone contact, going outside of the zone 27% of the time. Um, he had a 356 BABIP from August 1st on. Uh, yeah, I mean, he should probably move up in my ranks. Let me see where I have him.
0: I have them much closer. I'll say while you're while you're sorting through things, I have him at 11 and 17 respectively. Polanco being the higher one. Um. I don't know if I'm
1: so many good shortstops,
0: and I, I was just about to hit on that is the depth of shortstop is part of why I have Torres down it's not that I don't even buy a potential rebound I I certainly think it's possible to give you an idea and I just actually found a little uh intellectual dishonesty here and I apologize with my rankings in terms of um and this is always something that I'm I have to be careful double checking with a dual eligible player. You have them ranked mm-hmm. below somebody who's also dual eligible um, at one position. Then you, then you do yeah, it in the other. So, yeah. So I need to fix that. But um it has occurred to me that like even I, even fixing that that mess up. And it was Chris Taylor who I had below Chisholm and Cronenworth at short, but then above them at second. Mm-hmm. But even fixing that. I still have him four spots lower at short than I do at second base, just
1: outlining how deep yeah. short is, right? Yeah, like, for yeah, um, I've got 13 on second base, and then at 16. Yep, I got uh, 14 and 17. Uh, right,
0: right there with you.
1: Yeah, I just, there's too many guys above him that I like. Like, it just, like, he's still young. I mean, you know, he's he's you this won't about Labor now, yeah, he's going back to labor. Yeah. He's still 25. Just, just turned 25. Um, you know, you know, he's he's removed, just removed. You know, by like two seasons from a 38 homer season. Obviously, like we don't think that's necessarily repeatable. But could he get back to the 23 home runs and then keep those stolen bases? Sure. Do I find it likely? don't i think he's probably more of a teens homer hitter uh and if he can keep these teens stolen bases that'd be really nice but i'm thinking like 260 you know 18 and nine okay yeah so
0: that goes uh, back basically to like the chris taylor projection well with a higher average there I, i i again i'm gonna reiterate for the billionth time sorry I'm not a projections hound, so to speak, where I'm just fully driven by them. But when I see Torres, he stands out here pretty interestingly as like a don't give up on him type guy because of the price. The guys he's surrounded by in the projections are uh, Seager at 75, Polanco at 80. Uh, these are their ADPs, excuse me, 75 and 80 for Seager Polanco. Then his at 153, then Correa at 94, Bobby Witt Jr. at 96. He's a different case because, you know – uh, uh Rookie, hasn't touched the league yet He's a blank canvas But I'm looking at these guys, he stands out He really does, Gleyber Torres does And I wonder if this is just a sharp buy low um, On somebody that A lot of the market has has moved on from Feels like a trap
1: Feels like a trap more than a buy yeah, low, you think? I do, yeah Okay. Um, you know, I, I think we forget That this was a guy who has never projected Hit for a kind of power Like, uh, Wait,
0: what was he projected for? He was a huge prospect
1: um, I think he was more of a like raw power guy than a game power kind of guy. But uh, there was there was a game our power. Our eighteen point. report's still up there, and it does say fifty-five raw, um, and sixty or fifty-five. Yeah, fifty-five game power as his future. Yeah. So.
0: But I don't know. Like, really, he, he was a pretty uber prospect, and he I, was not an uber to, prospect for sure. I didn't think uh, the thirty-eight, you know, was was what he was going to be because of those Baltimore numbers. It's just so hard to, to decimate a team like that, even a bad one. Like mm-hmm. it, it it was so outstanding. But I was surprised that he fell off. I, I think I'm back in. I think the price mm-hmm. is there. I'm
1: not. Um, to where I could get in. There's too many other good options that I like. Uh, going, um, in front of him, uh, going at the same point as him and going behind them. Like I just, there's shortstop is just so deep with talent. Like I'd rather wait and take O'Neill Cruz.
0: Yeah. I mean, your, your, your certainty there though is for a 70 pick drop in price. I, I think there's a bigger drop in certainty there. Like, I, I don't think that the price necessarily matches. I like O'Neill Cruz. But I'd rather take Glaber Torres at 150 than O'Neill Cruz at 220 or 230. All right.
1: That's um, great,
0: but I understand. Because, you know, i got, I got a brand new guy coming up. No idea what he is. Glaber has some pelts on the wall. Uh, O'Neill Cruz tracking at about 240 right now. Yeah, I, 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 I can't quite get there. Um, I think that's more of like shiny new toy versus uh, post-hype at this point. Okay. So we'll see how it goes, though. I, I hear you about the depth. But I'm tapping the the shortstop pool. I mean, when, multiple I mean, when times. I, per yeah,
1: trap. when I have him ranked 22nd, and like could conceivably even move down one more spot if I wanted to take the gamble on Bobby Witt, um, like that just tells you how deep the position is. Like there's a legit 30 guys I would be okay with in a 15 team league as my starting shortstop.
0: Oh yeah, but well. Not as my starting because after like because there's so much depth you are giving away something though if you make like yeah, Ahmed Rosario you made, your
1: starter if you, if you make like maybe from, it's not thirty maybe it's twenty six but like if you make Brandon Crawford your starter as my twenty six um, the rest of your team is just gonna be baller. I,
0: I, I, I hear you theoretically, but but you've given up so many opportunities to get into the elite part of this pool. I, I just assume use the depth of this pool to leverage it for, for three or four picks out of it. Like, I want to put, I want to put. Yeah, I, like,
1: I want to get, like, one of the top nine or ten, like, for sure. I, yeah, I want
0: to put Tatis, Bogarts, uh, Taylor, Cronenworth, and Brendan Rodgers on my team.
1: Yeah, and just use them all at different positions.
0: Yeah, like that. That I I want to leverage it the other way. Not not wait I, on. I, it. That's fair. That, that, that's I want to I want to take advantage of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of ways to go. We're a little bit split here on Glaber Torres, though, and I don't even I I've never considered myself a huge Torres guy. But uh, and I I don't even know that I can necessarily move him up here. So it's like I'm I'm in, but I think I'm still keeping him around my 18, yeah. and then I'm I'm gonna kind of decide like. Um, you know another guy that kind of went the other way on these projections, and I, I'm going to bring him up just because I didn't have a comparison for him because I knew you would never pick some of the guys he's compared to, but they're they're pretty tough on Jazz, on Jazz Chisholm Jr. That's
1: not surprising considering no, his disi- it, play discipline.
0: Exactly, or, or lack thereof as it were. Uh, but I, I was still a and little I'm, bit— And I'm
1: pretty low on Chisholm compared to the market.
0: You, you are. Um, you are at 12. The market says— well, no, you're right. You're right there. They're eleven. That goes back oh, really? to the depth of the position. Yeah. yeah, because there is a lot of love for him, and yet he checks out at eleven with a seventy-five ADP. This is since December first, is what I'm looking at now. Uh, with a with a range of forty-five to one thirteen. So it really depends on the room you get in with Chisholm. This uh, that's is another fair, one.
1: Yeah, I've got Polanco above him, but I've also got Seager, who go, usually goes ahead of him behind him. So that makes sense.
0: This is another one that I'm looking at though, Justin, and. I'm wondering if Steamer hasn't made enough of an adjustment on average because how is he, Chisholm, the 22nd shortstop with a 22-22 projection? I would have almost thought that Almost regardless of what else is on that projection, that he would have to be higher than that. But I'll give you the full number here: 241 average, 22 homers, 22 steals, 63 ribbies. That's be a stoked.
1: <laughs> like that's right. Like, and then 73 I'm runs. Totally the 63 fine.
0: ribbies is a hit too. And I'm looking here on the on the mm-hmm. auction calculator. It gives him minus 270. The average is minus 340. Does a 241 average hurt that much? Though so I thought we all the talk that we've had recently is that like. A, a 240 something average doesn't kill you the way it used to.
1: It doesn't kill you the way it used to, but it may kill you at the position because it's so stacked. So, like, that's fair. If you just like, like, I, I just brought up like this, the straight steeper projections without the, um, w- without, uh, like the option calculator. calculator. So he's got 241. And like, of the guys who are going to be kind of full time players, that's like the lowest batting average. Yeah, by, by by a lot. Yeah, just
0: because you're looking at the actual averages, I'm looking mm-hmm. at the auction calculator. Um, the only other guy ahead of him with a with a minus uh, at that level is uh trevor story who's minus two dollars 90 cents for his average but it's so much yeah yeah, he gets such a boost everywhere else that he still hits a great projection um but maybe okay so maybe they have made the adjustment but 241 at shortstop is still damaging enough to hurt you but like i said i would never have gotten you to be like maybe i'll take ahmed rosario instead who's actually right next to him in the projection
1: yeah
0: um because he's got a 276 average, but only 14 homers, 10 steals, 64 ribbies, 70 runs. So it's basically the trade off of the average versus the homers and steals. Yeah, because I'd take Jazz.
1: Chisholm's uh, WRC Plus is actually 99. Yeah. And I'm Rosarios is 100. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take Chisholm all day long. If, he, if he's going to 22 22, I'll make up that average Brian Reynolds or something. Yeah. I,
0: I If I can get 22 22 out of a dual eligible child he's yeah. 24
1: you know with, with so there's upside there too that's a projection right so like yeah. we're talking about a guy that potentially is 30 30 if things go well now he definitely needs to cut down on strikeouts um yeah there needs to be some development but i'll take the base absolutely
0: as is with the yeah. chance with the chance for more mm-hmm. so yeah Plus i'm with you swag. on that swag on your oh,
1: team is just sweat i off the chart. you get great like team name capabilities when you <laughs> draft him like it's just there's, there's so much extra stuff with, with Chaz own. I mean.
0: It makes him more taken. I t- I yeah. totally agree with that. All right. Now, this is the guy that we've also discussed, and you've been pretty aggressively down on him, saying, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't love this guy. So this isn't meant to, to change your tune. This is actually probably meant to maybe bring folks down on mm-hmm. Chris Bryant. Yeah. He checks in at 12 uh, at third base. Mm-hmm. And, with an 87 ADP. The guy tied with him in the projection. Sitting 13th. Is Yohan Moncada. Here are the numbers. 250. Uh, Bryant first. 251, 23, 76, 82, 7. Moncada gets 258. So plus 7. 21 homers minus 2. 78 ribbies plus 2. 84 runs plus 2. And 4 steals minus 3. The big kicker. 142 ADP. So 87 to 142 between Chris Bryant and Moncada is the market. I mean, I know your answer here, but yeah. you can expound on it. Is the market too high on Chris Bryant?
1: I think they are. Um I think part of the issue though is that uh people are looking at the rest of the pool and they're looking at him as kind of the last man before things get kind of ugly. Um and so I think that's what helps push him up. Um, that being said, like I don't think it's as ugly as maybe people make it out to be. Yeah, um, and I'm not.
0: I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure he should be seen as that as that yeah. life life the, jacket.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I don't think he should be considered that that last piece of the tier. Like he's 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 clearly part of the ugly, you know, quote unquote ugly tier of third basemen that come that follows the Bragman, Arenado, Riley uh, kind of grouping um so yeah i, I do I, I think people are kind of panicking and going oh i i don't like what's left it at third base he's dual eligible third and outfield um mm-hmm. you know he's kind of a steady eddie ish uh yeah um and and that's fine but i'd much rather take a guy who might be you know just as risky or maybe even a little bit more risky but i feel like uh just feel a little bit more comfortable with the upside. I know where he's going to be in terms of, you know, the team around him. Where That's true too. Hitting. We don't know where Brian's going to be yet. Uh, so I've got him at 10. Um, Brian? Which mean, yeah, I've Chris Brian at 10, which means I'll, I'll never end up with him because uh, he's going as, uh, you know, a top six or seven uh, third baseman. Yeah. Uh, and I'm
0: okay with that. And, and he could move up when he gets signed, right? A mm-hmm. lot of the market is similar to us where – you know, he we absolutely died down before they're signed, and then when they sign, they get just a little inflation just off of having the certainty of being signed. Um, I don't think I'm I'm willing to push him up there after the
1: signing. I depends I on know. if he ends up in Colorado, like there was I mean, a, a rumor, so like yeah, that would be like, like oh, something okay, extreme. would though, so, I mean, Colorado you. has weird effects on people's health, true. Uh, so, and, and Bryant hasn't been the healthiest of guys. <laughs> You know, um, you've been worried about the back forever. Yeah, I'm I'm always... Anytime, anytime I hear a back injury, that's just red flags right away. Same, um, same. That's why you won't draft me. It, you know what? Uh, it, I, I wish my wife was doing a fantasy analyst draft. With these <laughs> insane drafts going on. Um, that one was a lot of that fun. Just make people pick their favorite fantasy analyst. Yep,
0: and put it on public. Mm-hmm. Put it yeah. out publicly and state yeah. why you didn't take everything. And just watch
1: me drop down to yep. ADP. Like love it. You know everybody's just avoiding me. There's clear clear yeah. red flags that I don't know about. She would make sure that you didn't get drafted very high.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, another one I considered. Curious how you feel about these two. This will just. Yeah, I mean, you have them really close. I don't know if the rankings change, but the one on the site that I have is uh, for Arenado and Bregman. You have Arenado six, Bregman seven. I feel like there is a difference in vibe with them i know that's that's really mm-hmm. nebulous to say it like that like vibe how do you quantify that i feel like people are interested in taking arenado but not so bought back in on bregman um and yet the projections are razor close for those two they're six and seven in the projections as well separated by 40 cents but they're 63 and 91 in adp respectively is arenado some of the somebody that you're bypassing because you can get bregman about twenty picks later.
1: Yeah, if you told me a couple weeks ago, and I think we talked about this a little bit on the episode nobody's heard yet that'll be coming out later this week. Um, you know, the, there are some really good reports on Bregman's health, like that he uh, he really struggled with injury last year, that he you know had a corrective surgery um, uh, on on a hand uh, wrist issue, uh, mm-hmm. that he's working with uh, different uh, he's, he's doing different training regimens in order to kind of relieve some of the tension on his hamstrings, which have been a recurring problem since uh, college. Uh, and that this is the first time in his life he feels loose. Now, how much of that is, you know, player speed. That shaped my life type deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how much it's not, but it is intriguing for a guy who has a really nice home park and a lot of talent uh, and is still pretty young. And depending on what, the Astros do with potentially bringing back Correa or not could mm-hmm. gain shortstop eligibility in season. I mean, he's a guy that's shifted over to, you know, back and forth between the positions when correa has been out. So uh, I think two weeks ago, I would have told you two or three weeks ago, I would have told you no, that I'd much prefer Aaron Otto, uh, but that's beginning to change. And I think I'd rather pass on Aaron Otto and take the discount on Bregman.
0: Yeah, um, I mean that's that's where I'm coming out with things too. I am starting to really like Bregman as somebody to buy back in on. Uh, I understand the flaws, mm-hmm. but I think I, I think they're that you know the proverbial hate has gone too far. Shouts to the O six O one O. I know he's if coming this
1: off hamstring thing is trueish. Um, then could he start running again? Some bags,
0: exactly, and goes back to a point I made. Related to Torres, how much uh, a player's desire is mm-hmm. simply involved with regards to deciding when to go and when not to. So, I, I definitely think that uh, that we could see, uh, you know, not nothing crazy. He's never been a great base stealer. Yeah. But if I can get the double digits, I'll take that. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. All right. Let's finish up with outfield, and uh, this one here is a couple of Austin's. Hmm. Meadows and Hayes. Interesting. Now the 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 name value I think goes to Meadows. People mm-hmm. have have had some good Meadows seasons. They're used to it. Hayes comes in at uh, a two oh nine ADP. Meadows at a one thirty four. So they have a big split. Can you believe that this big split is so big? Given the projections of Meadows two forty five average. 27 homers, 83 ribbies, 80 runs, 7 steals. Meadows, 256 average, so an 11-point boost. 26 homers, minus 1. 77 ribbies, so that's minus 6. 74 runs, minus 6 as well, and then 7 steals. So the average counterbalance is a uh, 6-point drop or a 6-count drop in runs and ribbies. But otherwise, they're pretty equal. Between the two Austins here, why is Austin Meadows going for that much when Austin Hayes is available seventy something picks later?
1: Um, I think Hayes is is definitely undervalued here. Um, and uh, do you also do you agree that Meadows is, overvalu- is
0: overvalued, or do you think Meadows is overvalued, or do you think that Hayes just needs to catch up to? I think Meadows? Hayes
1: just needs to catch up. Okay. Um, because I mean, we've seen that that Meadows could put up some pretty impressive numbers, uh, True. and. If he can even just hold his own uh, against lefties, uh, which he has yet to do, um, then like he could become a monster uh, if he's not, you know, sitting res- you know lefties, uh, you know, somewhat regularly. So yeah, um, you know, Hayes is you know a, a player with uh, you know similar issues, except for it's against righties. Uh, you know, hit two twenty one against That's tough part. righties this year, but it's a really good park. And it's a team that doesn't have much else. I think they're going to give him a chance. I have a horror, uh, a chance to like figure it out. Um, because there's just nobody else. I mean, it's like Ryan McKenna, um, who's, you know, somewhat interesting, but not sure interesting enough. Uh, you know, and it's not like he like has a huge strikeout rate. He just doesn't make a contact, uh, against righties. Um, I tend to lean towards waiting a little bit, but I've, I've drafted Meadows quite a bit recently because he just keeps dropping in every one of my drafts. That's and, the thing. Uh, yeah. Meadows um, does feel like he's starting to
0: sink. There's been some pushback. I know when I drafted him in Arizona, Casey Baba was like, gross. Why'd you do that? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. You had like a really good year. <laughs> that I starts mean, too- up here. at a, Oh, it just started.
1: It just, Oh, just let's go. So you're up, right? Uh, oh no! I think it was supposed to just—it's supposed to start right now. or are close to up. Um, I'm on auto right now, and so is Curlin. So you're about to be up as soon as it does start.
0: Oh, it says. Oh wait, no, I'm on the clock in our other draft. Keep um, it
1: together. I'm I'm
0: on it right now. Oh my god, I got snaked again. Yo, this, this Zito guy, picking right in front of yeah, me. Richard has... Zito. He has done some good damage player. on me, man. Yeah, there's some mm-hmm. really good
1: players in this in this league. Richard Zito,
0: man, you're 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 out here. Mm-hmm. Respect. He follows he just, us. You just took Mitch White away from me, and I'm I'm none too pleased. He was literally number one on my board, so
1: I got I got auto drafted yeah, because rude. I couldn't wake up after going to sleep at five thirty. <laughs> Well, you had a long night, but uh, yeah, all
0: right. So between the two Austins, uh, where did you have them ranked? I forgot to look
1: that. Part oh, up. that's a really good question that I probably should have been prepared to tell you the no answer. No problem. I,
0: I got you. You got
1: well on the sheet I had, you had Meadows at 43. I'm at 40 right now. And you have Hayes at 72. Way down. Hayes there. needs to come up. That's that needs to come up. Where, where are you, Mr. Hayes?
0: I had him at I had Hayes or I had Meadows at okay. 46. I had Hayes at 67. OK, um, I actually put I, I I'm following a projection here. I'm putting them right by each other. I had 46 for Meadows and 52 for Hayes. I'm now just putting them right next to each other and they're going to be 44, 45.
1: This is like the world's largest tier. Oh, it is. I, I know the, difference a lot of between, the group that you have there.
0: And it's so it, yeah, the Go difference
1: ahead. between 38 and 68 is nothing. It, it it's wild, isn't it? It is. I mean, um because I'm gonna move Hayes up, but like, there's so many guys I'm gonna pass them over that I like. I'm gonna pass them over Zimmer and Kepler and Benattendi and Wait, uh, how
0: high do you have Zimmer? Uh,
1: sixty-two. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm back That's in not, baby. It's not crazy from where I you know I got seventy-three. I'm I'm in. I'm in. Like I he needs I, to drop I, a little bit. Maybe a flip flop. Maybe that's what I we'll gladly do. give you Zimmer as your guy. Uh, but I'm on record as, as I've been there the whole time. I've been yeah. there the whole time with you. Uh, I know he's he's one of your one of your flag guys. So I totally grant that. But uh, I, I like I've been a sucker for both Zimmers. If if Kyle and Bradley could get healthy, I'd love it. Mm-hmm. Kyle no longer really has much of a fantasy future. If anything, he's just going to be a reliever probably. But um, yeah, I, I I like Bradley, and I know you do too. Yeah, you know how
1: long I've liked Bradley Zimmer.
0: I'm I'm gonna be guessing like uh, since like 2016, 15 area probably right.
1: It's been uh, it's been around forever. He went to the University of San Francisco. I saw him playing. Oh, college. so you saw him in
0: college? Yeah, they went. They both went there, yeah. right?
1: So, uh, yeah, um, big fan, big fan. Yeah. Of Bradley Zimmer it's never never gonna give him up. Like. He, he could he could not play in the majors this year, and I'd still be would still be like, just in case, right. I'm
0: yeah. going to rank him 248th on my outfielder list. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: You, you'll, so, you'll hear even more on the next episode. It's weird oh, to have yeah. the next episode not having Already it. ready. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: episode 1000s coming in. I think y'all are really going to like it. We're really, really happy with how it turned out. Truly cannot wait for y'all to hear it. You're mm-hmm. going to hear it later this week. Um, and I'm just going to say you're going to enjoy it. That's mm-hmm. That, that's a guarantee absolutely a, I, i'd be i'd be floored if somebody who is a loyal listener of this show had episode 1000 and was like
1: eh,
0: i don't know about that
1: I, I i mean you know just a little teaser you could hate us and still really enjoy the show because it's not just us
0: correct and that's it no more teasers yeah and i do have to go All so right. it's perfect timing i enjoyed this i again it wasn't meant to like bam you or expose you or anything like that. Cause we had a lot of similar splits here or even this wasn't meant to necessarily change your mind as much as the, the, The debates were which were Mm -hmm. a lot of fun just some eye-opening things with the projections that i like to go through and look at i I do this exercise by myself when i'm going through my rankings so i figure why not share it with you and see if it fostered any changes for us and i think we did each make a few changes to our rankings there Mm -hmm. understanding that hey if these numbers are going to generate this this ranking then i probably need to move the guy up because i believe in these numbers type deals so that was a lot of fun episode 1000 later this week so you won't Uh, if anything breaks if anything breaks that's like worthy of a pod we'll do something otherwise remember that Thursday's episode will have been recorded on Sunday Mm -hmm. Uh, but until then Justin take care talk to you later
1: take it easy